Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at Yield to the King Well, welcome to today's episode entitled Reflection, Looking Back and Looking Forward. And then those of you who have been following us for a while, you know at the end of the year I always like to reflect and just kind of get a, a, a an assessment of our spiritual walk, our journey, and then be able to articulate that and share it with others. So I'm going to get to our guest in the studio in just a bit. But you also know that I like to read the material, the promotional material, because it lays the foundation for the episode. The year 2023 is coming to an end. Now is the perfect time to reflect, assess our spiritual growth, and pray for the coming of the new year. I hope that whatever has happened, our relationship with God and others is deepening and full of gratitude and joy. The book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 28, and this is the New King James Version, says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And so, welcome to today's episode. And I have with me a dear, dear, dear sister in Christ, a special guest, I should say. And her name is Karen Gross. I'll tell you a little bit about her, and then you'll get to learn more about her as she shares with you her reflection, looking back and looking forward. But Karen is a wife, sister, mother, grandmother, and aunt and goes about her daily functions wearing many, many other hats. I know her from our church family, Church by the Side of the Road. Karen is known for many things, but everyone agrees she is a prayer warrior. And with that, let's welcome Karen to Hope for Today, and I'll let you, Karen, say a few words to our listening audience, and then we'll start our discussion. Sure. Hi, I'm Karen, as you said, and, and I am just so thankful for nausea because um, true friendship is when you help each other and build each other up but they, along the way. And then also where you challenge each other and build each other up along the way, and that is nausea. Um, uh, I love the fact that the Lord has brought us together um, to his purpose and what he has called us to do. And just in friendship, because friendship is, is the strongest, one of the strongest things that can help us continue on with what the Lord is doing with us. And so um, I have been at our church for over 40 years. Um, so, yes, I have had many, 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 many hats. 
And um, <laughs> and in that, you know, I was, I was listening to to past uh, Doctor uh, Dr. Lear's um, program from last time, the ups and downs. And I'm telling you what, I identified with every single one of them. <laughs> he was mm, so right mm. on and what we do. And for me, for my reflections, for looking back and going forward, um, it's truly where the Lord has been leading me in growth. And I'm sorry. And to learn to okay. really rest mm. in him, to rest in him. And that doesn't mean you quit. <laughs> you just stop doing stuff. That's right. It means you That's rest right. in him and seek his purpose and his plan. And so Amen. Yeah. Amen. So so very, very, very nice uh introduction. I mean, we could go on and on and on and talk our entire forty five minutes about what all you do at Church by the Side of the Road over the forty years that you've been there. I know you're on the missionary board. We share and we serve um, the ministry uh, for the prayer, uh, altar prayer, and I mean, there's so many other things. You're the volunteer coordinator, so that just kind of speaks a little bit about the heart, your heart, and how you have surrendered and yield, yielded to the Lord for him to use you where he wants you to be used. And so I thank you because it takes time and preparation to do a episode, a podcast, and so when I invite people on I, I want to acknowledge not only the time and effort that you've put into it, but I know the prayer that you have offered up on behalf of today's episode. So with that, I want to start out by asking you, when you think about today's title, Reflection, Looking Back and Looking Forward, how easy or difficult is it for you to reflect? It's very difficult, very difficult. Uh, because even with all that I've done in the church, my identity has been what I've done in the church. Everything I have done Mm -hmm. is who I am in in the church. And so when that started changing for me, it was, and people didn't know who I was because of what I did. I didn't know who I was (laughs) in Christ. And and, uh, yeah, so I look back on it and I go, oh my gosh, you know, who am I? Am I I what I, am I what I do or am I in, is it in my being? And Mm -hmm. um, so that's why Dr. Lear, when he was talking, that's so true with everything. But the other thing is that, and if I start crying, please just know that's just me. (laughs) No, it isn't. I take (laughs) it back. I own my emotions. I own my emotions now. And that's beautiful. Yes, do it. Do it. Cry, scream, holler, whatever you need to do. (laughs) So in looking back two years ago, our oldest son died. (laughs) Excuse me. Mm -hmm. He went in for a heart procedure. He had AFib, and they did a procedure on his heart, and that went well. Until I got to the emergency, uh, to the recovery room, and then it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in the waiting room, and I heard cold blue. And I knew, I knew it was for my son, and it was still COVID time. So my husband was in the car, my daughter-in-law was not there yet, and stuff. And so I had to wait. And so I called mm-hmm. the prayer warriors, of course. And did all that. But in that, uh, 
truth has been coming out, the truth for me and my journey. So prior to this, every time something would come up, I would get the 23rd Psalm would come to my mind, and it was like, oh, change is coming, change is coming. And that's what mm-hmm. I took it as, that a change was coming, and that I was going to go through something again, and that's okay, the Lord would take me through. Well, after this happened, I couldn't read the Bible. I couldn't read the 23rd Psalm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because I prayed. And and the answer was not what I had designed it to be. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and so... And then I ran, and I, I ran away from the Lord. I tried to do mm-hmm. what I normally do, which is, like Dr. Lear was saying, I would absorb myself in everything else, church, so that I would not have to feel. I would absorb myself mm-hmm. in others' needs. I would absorb myself in everything, and ignoring my own. I did. I, I was fine, mm-hmm. and I've done that all my life. That's that's what's you know. So it's like this is not a new place that I've been. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't read. Mm-hmm. I could read my Bible when I needed to, and but I couldn't absorb it. I couldn't, and I'm going, Lord, what's going on? You know, I, and 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 thank goodness for my prayer warriors, <laughs> my my our prayer circle, because I could say to them, mm-hmm. this is what's happening, guys. I don't know what's mm-hmm. happening, guys. And you prayed mm-hmm. for me, and I searched mm-hmm. for words to see. And so finally, the Lord said, Karen, I want you to read the 23rd Psalm in the voice. Because I was feeling unseen, even though I was seen, because mm-hmm. and, 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 and all of that. Because as leadership and what you're doing, you have to still go on. You're on the front line. You have to still minister to everybody and do everything. And, 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 and I totally, truly now understand what our leadership teams and our pastors and our associate pastors go through. I'm going, ha- Lord, only you can be with them and they have mm-hmm. to have that time with you to regenerate, mm-hmm. rejuvenate and, and reform. Mm-hmm. And so um, the 23rd Psalm has been my thing now for two years. I've been studying it since my son passed. And from the voice, mm-hmm. it says the eternal one is my shepherd. He cares for me always. He provides me rest in rich green fields besides streams of refreshing water. He soothes my fears. He makes me whole again. He steers me out of worn, hard paths through a road where truth and righteousness echo his name. And even in the unending shadows of death's darkness, I am not overcome by fear because you are with me in my darkest moments, near with your protection and guidance, you comf- and I am comforted. You spread out a table before me, provisions in the midst of the attack from my enemies. You care for all my needs. anointing my head with soothing, fragrant oil, filling my cup again and again with grace. Certainly your faithfulness and faithful protection and loving provision will pursue me where I go, always, everywhere. I will always be with you, the eternal, in your house forever. Mm. And as I read that... Karen, let me just just say this. I, I love that reading. I love that reading. Mm-hmm. And we just heard, or we have heard our, our, our pastor say that the 
paraphrased passages right. bring a greater understanding. It kind of illuminates the passages. If you're not used to reading right. the New American Standard Bible or the NIV or the King James, the New King James, you can always go to the CEV. You can go to the voice. You can go to all these different, the English Standard Version. I love that because it makes it so plain and so clear. But before you continue, I want to go back just a bit because you said a few things. Mm-hmm. Sure. So you brought up that your son passed two years ago. It was the anniversary date in August? Yes, yes, and his birthday okay. is coming up. Okay, so it's the second anniversary um, of your son's death in August of this year, 2023. So, yep. can, can, so, so that's a reflection of two years. So can you share with us how this resurfaces for you each year, and does it get easier? Does it get better? Is there a newfound revelation from the actual time and day of his death to the first anniversary to the second year? Can you touch on that just a bit? Because the Psalms 23rd in, in, in the voice just makes all the sense in the world. But can you tell us what you go through each year? So, because you're actually looking back a couple of years, but there's something that happened this past year. Okay. Right, right. And and the reason I had to go to that is because, like, first year I was numb with everything. And I went through the motions and everything. And it was was trying because I couldn't grasp what was going on and I couldn't. I couldn't touch God like I did because I had turned. I felt like I had turned from him. I kept doing what mm-hmm. I knew what to do to try to grab a hold of him, and I couldn't. And that and was so, reading the Bible. Was that, was that, that was reading, reading Psalm 20, the 23rd Psalm you, when you couldn't right, reach Psalm 23rd? Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, right. And, and, and I could study, but I wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't the same. Things were going on. And I was, mm-hmm, uh, and, mm-hmm. and, um, and then going into this year, mm-hmm. things started happening, and I'm going, Lord, what's going on? What's going on? And we have a, a study that we've been doing, which is so wonderful when the Lord does this. We're doing conforming to his image, and we did another one prior to this. <clears throat> and how when you're studying the word and you're digging deeper, all of a sudden he starts showing you things that are going on. Mm-hmm. And so in in the voice when it was talking about the worn hard paths that are there mm-hmm. and he started showing me my worn hard paths or some of my self-talk and some of the things that were happening with me and so i started changing some of that and 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 different things and and thinking on the good things of the lord <clears throat> but then someone asked me to do something and i said sure and I couldn't do it because change oh. And I was paralyzed. Mm-hmm. I was paralyzed at the door of going into the valley. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I, I was in. A, I felt I was in a fetal position this year. Mm-hmm. That is that from everything, and it's not just from my son because I dealt with everything in my life the same way that I dealt with my son. You know, it's okay. I can do this. It's, it's, it just mm-hmm. goes, go mm-hmm. on. You know, you know, you don't have to, I dealt with it all that same way. And that's what the Lord has been showing me all this year is that I'm, I'm teaching you 
how to come into the valley, how to come into the valley of weeping, that deep darkness that you think it's dark, but I'm going to carry Mm -hmm. you in. And I'm going to put you in this pasture that's green and the flowing waters there. And that flowing water is my living word that's going to come over you and refresh you and rebuild you and and take that heart of stone and that heart of walls and everything that you've placed over yourself. And I'm going to soften you and rebuild you up. So the Mm. 23rd Psalm, again, coming into this year has been Mm -hmm. the same thing. But it's the truth in it where I could read it before and even, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, Mm -hmm. he he gives me everything I need for my day, but I wasn't searching for what was in my day. It's got to be, it's got to be for tomorrow, God, not for today. Mm -hmm. And so this year has Mm -hmm. actually been harder with my son um, because I'm feeling. Interesting. I was telling before, now I'm feeling, now I'm feeling all of this. And I can truly be thankful that he passed away, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because he would have ended up, um, he would have been an invalid if he hadn't because of all the damage that was done. So the Lord Mm -hmm. is, you know, he he honored him and took him home. Mm -hmm. Um, But even in that, (laughs) there are times when you feel guilty that you can say, I had 52 years with my son, because then there's others that have a loss that, it, that they've only had him a couple years or whatever. Then you feel guilty because you're grateful over the fact that you've had him for this long. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, Lord, Lord, when does this, when does this change where mm. we can honestly love on each other and just... Mm-hmm. Just love on each other in the name of Christ. Because even with mm-hmm. bringing all of this and what was going on with me, um, I didn't feel I could bring it to, to anyone except my prayer group. And that took me a long time to even do that because mm-hmm. I, I felt it had something to do with my identity in Christ. My weaknesses, my faults would make them see me as less. And that was a true lie from the enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's probably something that we all uh, grapple with, you know. Uh, it, it's n- number one, our identity in Christ, and then uh, are we? do we have a separate identity from Christ, you know. Uh, when we mm-hmm. become a believer, we want to be seen as the image of Christ, and so that's the whole thing that you have to kind of work through. But then also magnifying our failures and our faults, which we know is the the enemy's tactic of causing us to feel unworthy, you know. Uh, So that's something that we all suffer with. So I would imagine that that was very, very um, prominent during your time of not allowing your emotions to to surface and then uh, and being numb and then allowing them to surface and then feeling that and going through that and then trying to grapple with, well, who am I too? I mean, that, that's, a, that's a true, true reflection of, 
a couple of years, not just one year. I asked you for one year, right. but you gave us a couple, which is great because it right. was a continuation of what happened a yes. couple of years, and you're still dealing with that same episode, that same yep. event. You're still dealing with it just in a different way. But, but okay, so with that and what you know that you've gone through, how did God reveal himself during your circumstances? And so your circumstances has kind of been a, it's a continuum. So how did God reveal himself during your circumstances? How he revealed himself is through his word and what was going on with me. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and through his people. But it, it, I had to really intentionally be present. I had to intentionally be present with him and with his people. And I, mm-hmm. had, to, and I had to really listen to what he was saying. And I had to stop justifying my excuses and justifying my hurt and my pain going on. Um, a couple of weeks back, we had in one of our Bible studies, they had given Isaiah 59 or 54, and I can't remember. I think it's in 59. But as I was reading it, it was all of a sudden like it illuminated to me. And in 59, it talks about how your persistent wrongdoings come between you and your God since you constantly reject and push God away. They, uh, I have cre- they create a poison into the things that are that hatch vipers. And, and then it goes on to talk about the weaving of the spider's webs and, and different things in it. But it was talking about that here I had intentionally, by, par- by I had intentionally pushed him away because I didn't want to hear, because then he's going to ask me to do something, and I already know I can't do that. Because, again, I'm in that doing mode. The more I do, mm-hmm. the more I'm blessed, the more I should receive from him. That's, he, that's mm-hmm. not God. That's the world. That's the church. The more, so it's like, okay, mm-hmm. so I'm pushing him away and, and everything. And, and in the same time, everybody's asking for more. And I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm paralyzed. I'm literally paralyzed. And then as I was reading this, the Lord was showing me that my words and my thoughts, my hiding was weaving this web around myself. And I was trying in my power to clothe myself Mm. and to do these things. Mm -hmm. And I was hiding. And the more I did it, the more the vipers were laying more eggs and when they would when one would, when I would squeeze one or step on one or whatever it was, it would open accidentally or because somebody said something or something went on that was my emotions and my hurts and my rejections and pain or whatever it was, uh, it would be more. It would amplify it even more so. Mm-hmm. And so as he showed I, me this, anyway, I, I, I found Isaiah 59. I found Isaiah yes. 59 and 4 and 5. It says, no one right. calls for justice, nor does any plead the truth. They trust in empty words and speak lies. They conceive yep. evil and bring forth iniquity. They hatch vipers' eggs and weave the spider's web. He who eats yep. of their eggs dies, and from that which is crushed, a viper breaks out. Wow. Okay. All right. Yep. So go ahead. Go ahead. So he showed me that. He showed me that. And I'm going, so, and I'm thinking the same thing, the vipers and all this stuff and all that. And he says, but the way that you break the viper is with my word and who you are in me. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And each time you mm-hmm. say, I am a child of the Lord, and he prepares a way for me, he never leaves me nor forsakes me. He takes me in the valley, yes, but he lays me in a pasture, and it's right beside those still waters. And he, he, he banks a banquet for me. He feeds me. He restores me. He, re, he refreshes me. And he, and he does all of these things. And as I'm doing that, they're being broken. Those webs are being broken. And in mm-hmm. the vipers, because mm-hmm. for one, it, it was, um, my children live across the street from me, so, but I don't see them because they're always busy. So then I think it's the, the, the lies come in, and I, we call them automatic negative thinking from rejection and all this stuff from chat past, that they don't want to be with me, I don't, I'm not worthy, I'm not, whatever you want to call it. it you know, you, you have, we have all these words that we put on things that we self-abase ourselves with. And, and beat uh-huh. ourselves up with and, and, and weave that web around us. And it was like the Lord said, Karen, stop, and I want you to look at the truth. What have you prayed over these children? Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, mm-hmm. I prayed that they would mm-hmm. be independent. I prayed that they would raise children that are strong and, and that would walk with you. I prayed that they would not be into drugs. And Oh, God, yeah, guess what? That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. 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 That's what's happening. Wow. Don't let the wow. enemy wipe you out. And clothe you in lies mm-hmm. because they're not clothed. Mm-hmm. They don't cover you. And it's not the truth. It's not the and truth. Not but the God truth. revealed himself to you during these circumstances, yes, during these past couple yes, of years. Did. Through his word, and his word yes. is true, and you can stand on it affirmatively and definitively and, and know that it's yeah. going to come to pass. Yes. Right. Yes. And yes. through his people. And that was the other one is, is that trusting that the Lord is is bringing people alongside you to help you walk through this, that you're never mm-hmm. alone nor forsaken, period. And and I know that, and I know that, and I know that. But I didn't know that because mm-hmm. I wasn't resting mm-hmm. in that. I wasn't resting in that. And, and mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'm learning to do is resting in the fact that as I come to him and I go for his purpose and his plans, that he knows beyond a shadow of a doubt what I can and cannot do and, and, and that he will lead me in the right way mm-hmm. as to what mm-hmm. is next. Mm-hmm. Wow. I bet that you probably had the the know-how and the wherewithal to be able to console someone who might have experienced the loss of a loved one, a child, a husband, a a mom or whatever. But I suspect that having gone through it, not only going through the actual death of your son, but the spiritual growth that budded and was produced as a result of that would allow you to come along someone with a newfound understanding and a way of being able to relate to them. And we won't mention any names because we go to the same church and I didn't get permission from anybody to mention their names, but we know someone in our congregation who lost a a child, a son. And we, probably the majority of us who had not experienced it, maybe didn't know how to come alongside her or minister to her. Certainly we prayed for them as a couple and so on and so forth, but when you actually go through it and then come out of it having 
gotten what God wanted you to get as a result of that situation, you can even be in a better place to minister to someone. Yeah. Right. And yeah. yeah. And and for me, it's amazing that someone had said something and said um, that when Joseph had gone through everything and he, what the Pharaoh had said to, jo- to Joseph was that you don't even understand that what you went through has been to help prepare others for what is to come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord. Because mm-hmm. in this, not only, yes, I lost my son, but I could have lost my God. I could have, the separation and the paralyzation, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not paralyzed anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and now when, I, when I'm with someone and they're talking about something that's going on, I can see their paralyzation. And how mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're there, and and some of us, you know, mine's been actually going on for years and years and years from from different things that happened through my life and everything, and other grief and other losses and uh, all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And each mm-hmm. one, I I pushed down and overrode, and even as a Christian, I poured myself more into church because and into what I was doing because then the Lord was taking care of it. And he was taking care of it, but I wasn't taking care of it. I wasn't mm-hmm. seeking his truth that the enemy would mm-hmm. not have his fiery arrows to come at me later. Mm-hmm. And and wow. that's what he's doing now is that he's, you know, let me take you to that pasture. Let me put that running water over you that I can bring mm-hmm. forth new life. Mm. And let me keep you. Let me keep you. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. And you and I are on the, a similar journey. We share and talk about it a lot, and that is self-care. And yeah. so this is um, this is a lesson in self-care, too. And, you know, the fact exactly. that you brought up this whole identity, sometimes our identity is wrapped up in doing, 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 you know, as opposed to, being you know we all have a difficult time being i think just sitting sitting at the feet of jesus and taking it all in the whole martha mary martha uh dichotomy you know uh and, and and so we all we all suffer with that but it sounds like you are in a more comfortable position to allow yourself to feel and identify what you're feeling and then move or continue on when God says so, not because you think that that's what you have to do because you have this title of being a Christian. That's a huge revelation. I, I, I can only imagine how many people grapple with that. That's a huge revelation, and I am so thankful that you're sharing what you're sharing because I know it's going to bless someone. Just We just need to learn how to be still and know that he is God, right? <laughs> it is, it is. Uh, and, and we're, and we're, and yeah, we're and so frail. In our frailty, yeah. we cannot muster up what it takes to get through something without him ushering us through, you know? Uh, that's the faulty that's right. thinking is that we think that we've gotten through it. No, we didn't get through it. God helped us through it. He probably picked, it up, picked us up many times and carried us through it. But at the end of the day, exactly. can we look back? Can we reflect and see what God has done and then also look forward anticipating there's going to be more deaths, there's going to be more tragedy, there's going to be more things to rejoice over. But can we look forward and anticipate that God is with us no matter what? And it's all for exactly. it all happens for a reason. Yeah, it all happens for exactly. a reason. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of more death, so um, last month I, my older brother passed away. And, and yes. his story of how he passed was truly the legacy and is truly what the Lord is telling. Had, his message was to me through his death. Um, he had mm-hmm. been bleeding for two weeks and had um, 20, 30 pints of blood put into him. And then he came out of it, and he was in a rehab. And the hemoglobin was going up. Everything was going good. And um, he, in fact, had said he was going home on a Friday. And we had to tell him, well, they're saying you're not going home till the next Friday. And he says, no, I'm coming. He even arranged for his daughter to come get him. But, of course, we had to cancel that. But anyway, um, hours, hours before he passed, the Lord had one more assignment for him. And he mm. led his rehab therapist to the Lord by telling him <laughs> how he found the Lord as as in a, in a drunk tank because he got picked up for DUI and how the Lord changed mm-hmm. his life. And he said, mm-hmm. how did that happen? He said, I asked the Lord in. He said, well, well, nobody's ever asked me that. He said, we can do it right now. And he led him to the Lord. Praise and God. then later that night, yeah, he told his wife, I'm tired and I want to go to sleep. And he went to sleep and went to heaven that night. And it's like, mm-hmm. Lord, it's so easy to focus on the fact that you're in rehab and you're doing this and doing this and you're trying to get out. But his focus was on what the Lord was doing with him. And he was at total mm-hmm. peace with everything. Mm-hmm. And that Beautiful. the Lord was doing it. And that's being in the rest of the Lord. That's what that uh-huh. Sabbath rest is. It's, it's being so much in him that you just rest and you go through. It's, and, you know, when we're new Christians, we do that. We just go and do because just, we're just on fire. And, he's, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. we get older and we start thinking. <laughs> and we got stinking thinking. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. And, and we, right. we overthink things. And so, yeah, so that's that's. Anyway, that's 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 beautiful. So I, I think I've heard you uh, speak a little bit to um, what you have overcome these past two years mm-hmm. with uh, with joy and maybe some uncertainty and frustration and taking flight. So we don't need to rehash that. But I do want to ask, how did your relational connection to God increase or decrease? You kind of touched on it. You sort of touched on it when your son first passed away because you felt right. numb and you didn't allow yourself to feel. But how would you describe that relational connection to God now, looking back and also looking forward? I'll let you answer that. So um, looking back, it was relational, but it was all surface. Everything was surface. Mm-hmm. And, mm. and what was for others? It wasn't for me. It was always, oh, Lord, and, and I would take some for me. But then I'd always give it to somebody else. You know, I'm a fixer. I'm the fixer of the family, so I fix everybody. And now it's personal. It's for me. Ah, okay. It's, um, it's, that, it's that close desired friendship mm-hmm. where you can say everything and anything. And when they speak back to you, it's building you up. But it's also truth, mm-hmm. like the spider webs. Look what you're doing with yourself. But this is what you need mm-hmm. to do. Look how mm-hmm. you're seeing this. This is what you need to do. Yes, there's truth mm-hmm. in the fact that somebody did this to you, 
and never ask for forgiveness. But you need to forgive. It's mm-hmm. you. That need, those truths. So it has increased with the intimacy with the Lord. It has increased with his, his true love for me. And, mm. and that passion to, to be that love letter. My brother always told me, he says, Karen, you're the love letter to the world. You're what, and that's in, mm. from the Bible also. You're the love letter. Mm-hmm. Be that love letter. Mm-hmm. And love had always mm-hmm. been conditional. You know, you yeah. do this, I'll love you. You do this, I'll... And it's not conditional anymore. There is no conditions on mm. it. Period. That's it. So Amen. for me, that's the difference. That's the difference with it. And that's what I see as far as for going into the new year, too, the same thing. That he, mm-hmm. is, he is speaking us to us in his language, which is the language of love. Amen. And, Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, uh, this has gone full circle. Uh, I bet you you don't know that we only have about eight minutes left. <laughs> Didn't that time go by quickly? <laughs> I forgot to tell you that when we were prepping, <laughs> that the 45 wow. minutes is going to go by quickly. But you've already talked about the truth of God's word and how he revealed himself through your through his word. I want to read a few scriptures. I always have to bring the scriptures in because we are yes, a yes, yes. Christian broadcast station, right? right? So the first one is just talking a little bit about what James the book of James, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, present uh, a, a perspective that we can look at our trials and how can we profit from our trials. This happens to be the New King James Version. It's James, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes who are dispersed abroad. Greetings, verse 2 says, consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And verse 4 says, and let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So how do we profit? Do we even consider the trials uh, opportunity to be profitable? The second passage I'd like to read is in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 7. This is the New International Version, and it reads, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 7. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Verse 6 says, because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Verse 7 says, endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father. Mm-hmm. Wow. Amen. And then in John chapter 15, verses 1 through 4, New International Version, it says, I am the vine, the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Verse 4 says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And then mm-hmm. another one is Jeremiah 29 and 11, verses 12, 11 and 12, a New International Version. And you mentioned this. 
Jeremiah 29, 11 and 12, NIV. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Verse 12 says, then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And then the verse that I started out with this morning, I mean uh, earlier when we first started is Romans 8, 28 and 30, uh, New King James Version. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Verse 29 says, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Verse 30 says, moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. So those are some passages for us to ponder, think about when we do go through difficult times. There is something in it that God wants for us uh, to, to, to glean those golden nuggets. And so with that, Karen, I want to ask you one more question, and that is, what is one spiritual goal for this upcoming year? Spiritual goal. It it is truly to Mm -hmm. um, more time away with the Lord and and truly seeking what the real Sabbath is. That's that's the one true goal for me for this year, to seek him out completely. Completely Mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that 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 that'll take some discipline, and it'll take some yielding and surrendering, all those things. I I am right there with you. I always set spiritual goals. I don't do resolutions, right? Spiritual goals, and um, the the umbrella would be a closer walk, and then yeah. I can drill down to some of the points in the areas that I that I'm going to um to work right. on and. I think self-care is beneficial to any calling that I have on my life because if I don't care, take care of myself, then I can't minister and care for others uh, right. wholeheartedly. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And right. then also and for me, always. Like Matthew, mm-hmm. go, ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I was going to say um, Matthew 11:28 is come to, come to me and get away with me, Karen. And I will recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. And it says, take my yoke, you know, um, come mm-hmm, to me mm-hmm. who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Um, yes. But it, it's coming to yes. him. Yep. Yeah. So rest has to be a priority. And so one of my drill-down yeah. spiritual goals is to always allow God to prioritize my life. And so when I say my life, that means everything that I do. And uh, any any type of ministry that I do, any type of volunteer work I do, you know, the whole thing. And that takes discipline and intentionality to mm-hmm. allow God to prioritize mm-hmm. your life. So, all right. Well, I have a short conclusion that I would like to read uh, to the audience or share with the audience. And then uh, I think we'll go ahead and wrap up our, our episode. So, in conclusion, the question is, if God is for us, who could be against us? God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and ever-present. If he were to do nothing else for humankind, what he has accomplished is sufficient. After all, he sent his only son to be the payment for our sins. 
as a result of the person and work of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, Savior, and Lord, we are now clothed in Christ's righteousness. We are in good standing with God the Father. What we go through is always for our good. Spiritual discernment gives us a godly perspective. A natural viewpoint produces a human perspective. When we reflect by looking back, what do we see? When we look forward, anticipate seeing. My prayer for all of us is that we clearly see God's hand of mercy upon us and that he is always working on our behalf. And with that, may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in one week on December 19th. I have a guest that will be in the studio with me on that day. So I just want to say God bless you. And Karen, do you want to say anything to our listening audience before we sign off? I just want to say y'all have a happy Christmas. And a wonderful new year, and we go into the new year always with fasting and praying because of the fact that it is a new year and the Lord is designing our year for us. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you.